So welcome to this service this morning. Our theme is also a theme uh, relating to heritage and the different cultures. Uh, when we speak about Jonah and that God gives us radically new perspectives. When we, when we, when he calls us and he sends us into this world, our minds and our hearts changes dramatically. So radicale nieuwe perspectieven wat ons kry en ons sien dit uit Jona se se verhaal vermore. But if you see all the prayer request names on the list, it's wonderful that we pray for each other, but also for our extended families and our extended friends. So this, this list is a never-ending list. God called us to stand in the gap for each other and to pray for each other, and therefore we do it. So as da iemand is, wie se naam jy nog op hierdie lysie wil sit, is jy baie welkom. Jy is welkom om te weet dat ons al vir jou bid. Vandag vier ons een baie besondere verjaarsdag van Johan Frits, wat uit die hospitaalheid is en ons is dankbaar die Heere het om geseen. Jy het om langklaas geseen. Johan has been ill for for a long time now and he spent a l- many many days in hospital but God blessed him and he's getting better as you can see he lost a bit of weight but but that that can be corrected easily he will just give him food and food and food <laughs> So, Johan, baie geluk, mag die Heere vir jou baie seen met een wonderlijke jaar van gezondheid en van goedheid en gins. Baie geluk. And then, all the others that celebrate their birthday this coming week, you must know God's blessing is with you as well, and God's love will stay with you. Our normal activities continue during the week, Remember, on the 30th of September, we have that basement sale where we, we sell everything in our basement. So, if you know of anybody or you can just come along and have a look, maybe there will be something that you need, then you can make an, an offer. And please make an offer we cannot refuse. So, as Amal net sal weet op die 30ste het ons ons uh, 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 verkoping onder in die saal is daar baie van die goed wat, wat ons moet van ontsla raak. And then our grief shape program starts on the 1st of October. We also do it in collaboration with our Anglican neighbors, the Saint Saint Augustine Anglican Church. It is a program for people going through loss. And it is a very good program for anybody who lost a dear one and uh, for us to help us to cope with that. These are the announcements that God wants to put under our attention this morning.
we start by praying our commencing prayer is actually also a prayer of confession that we confess that Jesus is the fairest of all fairest Lord Jesus heilige Jesus dit is ons gebed as ons saamgekom het vanmorgen dat ons by hom sal intap and that we connect with him so as we stay seated let us pray this together that this Lord that we worship is the Lord of all nations and that we belong to him and that gives us a lot of security and our commencing word is also words to invite us into the secure relationship with Jesus the Heere wil vir jou en vir my vanmorgen kom sê uit Psalm 1 Dit gaan goed met die mens, wat nie die raad van Godeloses volg nie. Nie met sondags omgaan en met lichtsinnige saamspan nie. Maar wat in die woord van die Heere sy vreugde vind, 
the dag en nacht oordink. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the, the advice of the wicked. Or stand around with sinners. Or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the, the Lord. Meditating on it day and night. So this is the invitation of being secure and feeling good and receiving joy. It's when we are here, open to receive God's word. But we are also here to receive God's blessing. And it's my privilege and honor to bestow this blessing upon you this morning. Also as a child of God, to you as children of God. May the joy and the hope and the peace and the love and the beauty of God stay with you and me as we gather here this morning. Die goedheid van God, die Heerse genade, en sy vrede, bly by jou en my. Amen. Amen. Now, oh praise Him, is the unused day that you and I can give God all the glory. Let's give him our praise and, and thanksgiving.
the Lord God Almighty reigns. Church with Benny and Nikki and also Bornwell and Jesse. They will join everybody in the hall that normally goes to our children's church. Time for our contemplation. Geleentheid om na te dink. In die tekst wat die Heere ons vanmorgen uitnooi kom uit Johannes 10 vers 28 en 29. We have our invitation for meditation from the following words from John chapter 10 verse 28 and 29. Ek gee hulle die eeuwige lewe. En hulle sal in alle eeuwigheid nooit verloren gaan. Niemand sal hulle uit my hand ruk nie. I give them eternal life. And they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. This is the words of Jesus Christ. Nobody can snatch us away. Die wat my vader vir my gegee het, is die belangrikste van amal, en niemand kan hulle uit die hand van my vader ruk nie. For the father has given them to me, and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. So these are the promise of Jesus Christ to you and me this morning. Nothing can get to you and me because we belong to God in Jesus Christ. Is there anything that you can think of at this moment that has the potential 
to snatch you away from God. Think about the week that passed. Was there anything that happened to you? Anything that might catch you unaware and think that you can be taken away from God. Nothing, nothing can separate us. So how do you want to respond to that? Maybe you and I can start by giving away everything that is potential thieves in our lives, stealing away our happiness, our joy, our contentment, this knowledge that we are secure in our faith with God. Maybe we can give that away and then take upon us this promise again. Nobody can snatch them away from me. I give us all chance to respond to this promise. Let us bow our heads in silent prayer. Amen. Rest my soul in 
oceans rise and thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the flood. I will be still and know you are God. scripture reading is from Jonah as I said Jonah hoofstuk 3 vers 10 is die laaste vers van hoofstuk 3 en dan hoofstuk 4 is die laaste hoofstuk we read from the last words of chapter 3 in Jonah and then the whole chapter 4 this is a snippet from Jonah and what he experienced with God. Let us ask God's blessings on his word first. Here, die woord is nou ook voor ons en ons is gereed om te hoor en daarom bid ons praat met ons ons harte en ons gedagtes is oop. Here we are, your children, open, receptive, humble, to receive your word. Amen. So, the story goes that Jonah was sent to the terrible people of Nineveh. Because Nineveh was their arch enemies. But God sent him. And then he tried everything to escape. And then the second time around, he, he obeyed and he gave them the message from God, this people of Nineveh. And then they changed. And this is where we pick up with a story. God het gesien wat hulle doen. Dit het, dat hulle teruggedraai het, dis nou die mense van Nineveh, van hulle verkeerde pad. God was jammer dat hy gesê het, hy gaan een ramp oor hulle bring, en hy toe, dit toe, nie uitgevoer nie. Maar dit het Jona erg ontstel. En hy het kwaad geword. Hy bid toe tot die Heere en sê, Ach Heere, as dit nie, Ach Heere, is dit nie wat ek gesê het, toe ek nog in my land was nie. 
Daarom het ek vroegtijdig na Tarsus gevlug. Want ek het geweet, dat u een genadige en barmhartige God is, geduldig en oorvloedig en trouwe liefde. Een God wat berouw het oor die onheil. Heere, neem nou maar dan nou my, my leven van my weg, want dit is vir my beter om te, te sterf, as om te leef. Daarop sê die Heere, is dit recht dat jy so kwaad is? Jona het by die stad uitgegaan en aan die ooste kant gaan sit. Daar het hy vir hom een tagskerm gemaakt en daaronder in die skade weer gaan sit, zodat so hij hy kon sien wat met die stad gebeur. Toe het die Heere God een kaster oor die plant beskik om oor Jona op te kom vir een skade weer oor sy kop en oor en om van sy ongenoegdheid te bevry. Jona was baie blij oor die kaster oor die plant. Maar met dagbreek, die volgende morgen, het God een worm beskik. Dit het die kaster oor die plant binnengedring en dit het verlet. Teen sonop het God een gloeiende oostewind beskik en toe die son op Jona's kop bak, het hy duizelig geraak en gewens hy gaan dood. Hy het gesê, dit is vir my beter om te sterf as om te leef. Toe, sê God vir Jona, is dit recht dat jy kwaad is oor die kasterolieplant? Hy het geantwoord, ek is te recht tot die dood toe kwaad. Toe sê die Heere, Jy is besorg oor een kasterolieplant waarmee jy geen moeite gedoen het nie en wat jy nie laat groei het nie, wat oornacht opgekom het en oornacht tot niet is. Maar ek, ek mag nie besorg wees oor Nineveh nie, die grootstad waarin daar meer as 120.000 mense is, wat die verskil tussen recht en links nie ken nie en ook nog baie dieren. Hier eindig die boek Jona, so net op een vraag, so oop einde, ne? So when God saw that they had done what they had done, and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, these are the people of Nineveh, they really repented, and they turned to God, God changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. The Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry about this? 
Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city. And the Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there, and soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. This eased his discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But God also arranged for a worm. The next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. Death is certainly better than living like this, he exclaimed. Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Yes, Jonah retorted. Even angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, You feel sorry the plant, about the plant. Though you did not, you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and it died quickly. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness. Not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? And with this question, it's also the end of the book of Jonah. And it's a question that God leaves with you and me also this morning. So can we receive this as God's word and as the good news for you and me this morning? Amen? Amen. This is God's word. So, just to recap, what happened to Jonah? We all know the story. God called him to preach against against Nineveh. So Nineveh was a terrible city. They w- it was the, the capital city of the Assyrians. And the Assyrians were in loggerheads with the Israelites through many, many, many periods of their history. So much so that the northern um, tribes of the Israelites were taken away and they were brutally, brutally handled by these people. So you and I can understand why when God called Jonah and said, go to Nineveh, that he, he had second thoughts and he tried to run away from God. He said, I would go to Tarshish. But you and I know by now Nobody can run away from God. Is there anybody that can do that? No. Because God is all, <laughs> he's, he's everywhere and he's always where we think he's not. So God was with him. He's on a boat and there God sends a big storm. 
you know, the big storm that came. And then these heathen people that didn't believe in God, they start praying to their gods. But what did God's prophet Jonah do? He's, he's asleep. So the captain of this boat went to Jonah, woke him up and said, listen, you, start, you must pray to your God because we are all going to perish here. We are going to le- uh, uh, be destroyed. So only then God's prophet prayed. And then they challenged him and they said, you are the reason why God sent this storm. Because you are the unfaithful one. And then he admitted that. They first tried to stable the boat by throwing out all their precious stuff, their cargo. But that didn't help. So next, what did they do? Jonah said, okay, I'm the culprit, throw me out. So he's overboard. But then God sent a fish. Jonah thought he will die in the grave of the sea. But a fish gave him a vessel to go to the land. And then this big fish spit him out. And then for the second time, God calls him. And he says, Jonah, will you listen to me now? Go to this people and tell them, Tell them to repent of their terrible deeds. Tell them I am going to give them 40 days and I will destroy them. So Jonah said, okay God, this time I'll go. So he only spoke this few words to them. He said to them, God said to me, you will be destroyed. You are, if you carry on with all your terrible deeds. So now he returns To see how God will destroy them. And miraculously. The king of the Ninevites. He repents. And he calls a a time of repentance for the whole city. And he says. You must pray and you must repent. And you, 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 you must fast. No food. Nothing. Even the animals, he says. And they turn to God. And obviously, what Jonah preached became true. He was a reluctant, very successful missionary. And when this happened, he was, he was furious. How can this happen? How can God be merciful to them? God can only be merciful to me and my people. You know, me, myself, I. Me, my people. Does that sound familiar to you? Because a lot of us become like that. We choose God is just on our side. God is not the God of everyone. God is not the God of grace and hope and salvation for the whole world. No, God is only for me and my people. So God showed Jonah with big things, big waves, a storm at the sea, a big fish. 
to show that he's in control of the big stuff. He created everything. And then God showed him, I'm also in control in the small things. So he gave him a little plant to grow. Now he's grumpy and he's miserable and he sits there. I am going to sit here on the east side of the city and I want to see how God will put fire and brimstone on this city. And he's waiting and the sun is shining and God says, okay, I'll let a, a, a little small plant grow. In the, in the Hebrew, in the text of the Bible, it's so beautiful. It is a diminutive word. Double diminutive. It's like a bushy she, a small plant. We would say in Afrikaans a planky ki, a klein planky. Come up. And he gives him shade. And then he's a bit more relaxed and he says, Okay, now I feel better. And then God sends a small little worm. And this worm. Eat this plant and it withers. And the next morning he sends even a, a, a wind, a strong wind to blow away all these leaves. And then God asks him, ironically, Jonah, tell me, do you have the right to be cross because this plant grew and then faded away and and he says, yes, I have the right to feel this way. And then he says, this plant that you don't even have control over, you didn't even water it, you didn't even plant it. And he says, you are furious that you want to die because of this? And then God goes from the small to the big and he says look at this city hundred and twenty thousand people without me without my grace without my love and you are furious about a little plant that you didn't even plant and you by your own words confess that I and the God of grace and mercy and love. But it's only God of grace and mercy and love because when it comes to you and your people. But when it's about grace and love and salvation for other people, no God, I don't want that. And that, that is the question where this Jonah, the book ends. So it's a question for you and me this morning. What should we take as an invitation from this story? We must know that God works with people because of his grace. God works with you and me because of grace. And then it's good enough for us. But when God is graceful and loving towards other people, we don't want to hear that. 
We only want to see God is on my side with my people. And if we say there's only one God, there's only one God for this whole world. And God so loved the whole world that he gave Jesus Christ, the universal Christ, for everybody. When God called Jonah in the first place, he said, Go, Jonah, and preach to the people. He gave him an, an open agenda. Go and speak to this people what you know about me. And you can go and read it in chapter 1. He says, I know he is a God of grace and goodness and kindness and all the nice things. But when he came to the people, it was too difficult because he remembered. What did they do to me and my, my people in the past? How, I can, how can I be graceful to them? That's why I would rather not go. That's why he fled. The second time when God called him, God said, Go and do not talk at them, but talk with them. So this is God's message in the first place for you and me. In our engagement with other people, we do not talk at them, pointing fingers and things like that. We talk with them. We sit next to people as God sits next to you and me in grace. We never kill people with the Bible. We never tell people, how bad they are so that they feel bad about themselves. We, we tell people about the God of justice and grace. Of course, of course God doesn't like sin. Of course we must tell people God doesn't like sin. Of course we must tell people God is a God of justice. This is why he sent Jonah to these people to say, You are on the wrong way. You must turn. But... Talk with them and introduce them to the love of God. This is how we should be missionaries for God. This is how we should be evangelists. Not to point fingers at people, but to invite them into the, the center of God's grace and God's goodness. So God works with people based on grace. The second very important thing that I want to share with you, the question is not, listen carefully, the question is not whether non-believers can be convinced to believe in God. The question is whether us, we as believers, will believe what we in our confessions and in our faith, creeds confess that God is a God of the whole earth and he loves everybody. We must get over ourselves. We must get away from our selfishness. We must get away from our self-centeredness. It's not, oh, I'm okay. I believe in Christ. I will go to heaven one day. No, that is fine. 
know. It is can I believe that what is true for me is true for everybody else. If God's grace is good enough for me, then God's grace is good enough for even my terrible enemy as for Jonah. And then secondly, we know God hates injustices. But God hates injustices in all forms. Even injustices in church. Even injustices between Christians. Even injustices in denominations. So we cannot just point fingers about injustices all over the world. Look at the government. Look at this. Look at these people. Look how bad they are. In the meantime, if I am part of any injustice action, God hates that as well. I cannot say, oh, everything is fine because I'm a believer in Christ. No. I must keep working against all injustices. And then, thirdly, we must know that God's, God's love and grace and kindness and goodness always overrides any, anything that is bad. God's grace always weighs more heavily than the wrong that people has done. We can hold the, the, the things of the past that people did to us or whatever against them, but that shouldn't weigh more heavily than the chance for even the biggest sinner to turn to God. Because God's grace is always greater than His judgment. He is changeable in his judgment, but he's unchanging in his love. This is what Jonah invites you and me to contemplate on today. God's love is greater than his judgment, and he is changeable in his judgment, but he's unchangeable in his love. And this is what the story of Jonah invites you and me to grab and to hold on to. So this is the invitation. Are you and I, are we at a place that we can get rid of our selfishness, our self-righteousness? our judgmentalism and can we be open to say God's grace because it's good enough for me it's good enough for everybody it's good enough for the whole world God's love always overrides any judgment Amen Amen Let's thank God for the story 
of Jonah in our lives. Lord, we ask you to temper us with your grace. To come alongside us, Holy Spirit, and help us to forgive and to forget. And on a day like today that we celebrate Heritage Day in our beautiful country, that we will be open for your grace for everybody. Help us to understand that your judgment is changeable and that your unchanging love and grace will guide us as a nation. We celebrate our differences, but we celebrate our unity in you, the unity in your love and in your grace. Jere, dankie dat u genade ons temper vandag. En dankie dat u ons oproep om nie tot mense teen hulle te te praat nie, maar met mense, met een hart van liefde en genade. Dankie dat ons die pad met u kan loop, omdat ons weet, u genade is altyd groter as u oordeel. En u is veranderlik in oordeel, maar onveranderlik in u liefde. En dit trek ons Heere, en dit wil ons gaan uitlewe. Amen. Our closing hymn is that beautiful power of God's love hymn. Die kracht van u liefde that we ask God in the chorus. Hold me close, let your love surround me, bring me near, draw me to your side. And as I wait, I will rise up like an eagle and I will soar with you. Let us stand when we sing this closing hymn. Lord, I come to you. Let my heart be changed, renewed, flowing from the grace that I found in you. And Lord, I've come to know the weakness that I see in me will be stripped away by the power of your love. Hold me close, let your love surround me. Bring me near, 
Bless thy word, I'll rise up like the eagle, and I will soar with you. Your spirit leads me on in the power of your love. Thank you. 
die Heere sal vir jou sien en hy sal jou goed oppas. Die Heere sal met deernis na jou kyk en hy sal baie goed wees vir jou. Die Heere sal elke gebed van jou beantwoord en hy sal boe alles sy vrede vir jou gee. The Lord bless you and he will take away every care in your life. The Lord will be kind and gracious to you. The Lord will look on you with his favor and above all, he will give you his peace. Amen.